This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money and way less time by doing the exact opposite. And as usual, I am joined by my trusty sidekick, Ramon B. How are you, Ramon? I am just happy to be here in your presence doing this fantastic podcast. Do I get a raise now? And these obsequious, sycophantic, let's not forget that, smarmy a bit. Now, uh, you know, I speak of smarmy, one of my coaching students mentioned you yesterday. He called me. Is that right? And he had like a trivia question. I'm going to try it out on you. All right. He said, when was the first episode that Ramon ever talked on the podcast. I say you forced, I mean, uh, you uh, asked me to join the podcast so maybe on the seventh one? No. It was, I believe, 57. Oh, really? Halfway through. <laughs> yeah. No, we're way past that. What episode is this? Uh, it's got to be in the thousands by now. I lose <laughs> That's track. Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, they drop off. You know, you're only, if you're an iTunes user or something, you only get to see the most recent 100. Uh-huh. You were aware of this I am. glitch in the system. Yes. So all that great stuff we did in the old days, it just goes away? Oh, no. It's still available in other sources. Like what? Omni. Omni. Well, That's who, right. who goes there? Do people go there? They do indeed. Okay. I do. Well, yeah, but you work there. Well, not for Omni, but uh, we use it here at the old, uh, the, old, right the, old studio. the old studio. Okay. Now, we always start with what I like to call the headlines of the day. You know this, Ramon. Now, are, are you a... Uh, uh, oh, oh, we're going to do the... We, we can't if Let's we go ahead. Yeah, right, go let's ahead. Let's do the shtick. That's what I get paid for, so I might as well That's use true. it. Is that what you get paid for? Not really. Okay. So uh, you are you a customer of Subway sandwich shops? Oh, I used to be back when, you know, right up until Jared kind of uh, ruined everything <laughs> for me. That was off-putting. Well, uh, the Subway, turns out the Subway tuna from the Subway tuna sandwich was found to have chicken, pork, and beef in it, which answers the question, name three things I like more than tuna. That's good. See how we do that? That's good. That's how it's done. That's how it's done in the big comedy showcase here. And those uh, footlongs were always an inch short. Make your own joke. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of jokes, we you know we like to talk about the little real estate here. Now, I was thinking about... Uh, Oh, wait a minute. We have a caller. Ramon, we hardly ever have callers, do we? No, we don't. And they're right on the line you know, right First now. of all, it's a secret number. Nobody knows it. But here's David Weiss from Orlando, Florida. David, he tracked you, you down, he, found you. Well, he knows yeah. where to find me. Hey. Famous yeah, coaching student, him. David Weiss. Hey, Bob. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. You know, it's freezing here in Arizona. Well, it's a little chilly in Florida. Okay, that cheered me up. Cold. That cheered me up. I don't know why. So you have a question about something. Let's hear about it. Okay, so I'm doing the CMA, and I've already plugged Which in. stands for Country Music Awards, if you're new in real estate. That joke has got to be out. retired. It's shop-worn. Played out. <laughs> kind of like Hillary Actually, Clinton. Actually, I, use it, I use it on my listing, so it's not really played out. <laughs> Does he really? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having an impact. 
nationwide. I apologize then. Okay, take it back. All right, David. Um, Okay. We're going to talk to David Weiss, who appreciates quality humor when he sees it or hears it in this Uh, case. Quality is a strong word. Okay. Oh, ouch. Okay. Um. So I'm doing the Fearless Agent CMA. I've already I've already plugged in all the information uh, into MLS. Um, where I'm having the issue is picking the right comp. Okay. So uh, just to refresh the uh, listeners' memories, in case they're already li- – I don't know if we even have listeners, but in case we do, uh, we do – the market analysis differently than all other agents. So here's what we do. We look at active comps only and we search equal to or greater than in every way. So, and you do it in a much larger radius. So generally speaking, it would be 10 miles north, south, east, and west of the subject property because that's the buyer, the, the perfect buyer for your property may be searching 10 miles in some direction away. So, uh, and then uh, you have to compete with what else is for sale. You don't have to compete with what sold recently in the same neighborhood. So, um, we don't really look at sold comps until we're done doing our CMA, the fearless agent way. Then you could look at sold comps and just see see what the difference is. But in a rapidly escalating market, it wouldn't matter what the houses recently sold for. And in a rapidly declining market, it wouldn't uh, – it also would not matter. So um, the uh, – so your – let's just talk about your subject property. I'm going to ask you questions. Is it a single-family house or a condo? Single-family. Okay. So you would look for single-family homes only. So if it was a condo, you'd be looking for single-family homes, patio homes, townhomes, uh, and 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 condos. Anything that's equal to it, which is a condo, which is the worst or better. So every, everything else would be better. And then your uh, square footage is how much? 2719. So we'll say you're going to look for, uh, I would say, 2500 or greater ish. And then how many bedrooms is it? Three bedroom. So I would look for three bedrooms or more all the way up to a million bedrooms. And then how many, I'm assuming it's obvious. You don't need to put bathrooms in because they all have two bathrooms or more. And then uh, if you have 2,500 square feet, it doesn't have one bathroom in other words. And then uh, lot size. So the lot size on this one is um, two eight nine four. That doesn't sound right. I know that's not right because that's barely bigger than the house. It would be twenty eight thousand square feet. That's possible. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is it more than an acre? Oh, it is more than an acre. Yeah. What year was it built, the house? This one was built in 2007. So that has its own special problems, partly because it was 2007 when everything was hyperinflated. But um, uh, it's out on the edge of town. It was on the exact edge of town. So you've got to be more 
um, let's say, aggressive on the pricing to compete when you're out on the edge of town. So it's farthest, you know, 2000, 2000 anything starts to get out on the edge of town for sure. 1960s, on the other hand, would be in the middle of town where the ground underneath the houses is worth the most. Even though the houses are crappier, they sell for more money. So um, so we keep that in mind. And then – so it was two point some acres. Is, is that what you meant to say? Yeah. OK. Yeah. And if I look on Google Maps, are all the lots two point some acres in this area, neighborhood? Yes. OK. So it's homogenous blends in with the others. Mm-hmm. So the the number of uh, the percentage of buyers that want 2 point some acres when they buy a house next week next year is probably a tenth of 1%. It's a tiny tiny percentage. Most people don't want to mow acres. Uh and for those of you who are agents and you live in uh you know um the part of Wisconsin where Subway buys the cows to make their tuna sandwiches. You probably will disagree with me, but I will tell you I'm right about that. So um, what else am I for? Oh, garage parking. What's the parking situation? It's a two-car garage. Okay. So you're looking for two-car garage houses or three-car or four-car or more. I think that. And did I leave anything out that you could think of? Oh, the location. Yeah. How many minutes is it from which which town is it? Are we measuring Ocala. it from Ocala? So downtown Ocala is how many miles away? Uh, it's five miles. Okay. So, uh, and Ocala is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. By the way, it's it's a yeah. uh, bedroom community of uh, Orlando. Is that correct? Yeah. And Tampa. Is that true? I don't really think so. I don't have a map. Do you, uh, Ramon? Did you bring a map, a gazetteer, a legend of any kind? Okay. So we'll just have to trust David Weiss here. We can trust him. So now you you did your search and now you're saying which of my – so what we're doing is we're looking for uh, a ceiling price. So you're going to – when you do the search, you put in a ceiling of – X number of dollars and search below it. So let's say we started with a million because I know it's way less than a million. What kind of price range-ish are we in here? Well, the cheapest one that I found with 20 searches is one ninety nine nine hundred. Okay. So let's say you put in 500,000 and below all the way down to zero. You would have like a googillion uh, that would show up in the 10-mile radius maybe. Although when you're that far out and you're in that acreage, going to a 20-mile radius is not a bad idea because when somebody is already willing to live out in the middle of nowhere, out in the boonsticks like that, going another five miles is, is no big deal for them. They, they purposely said, I want to move out in the middle of nowhere to get away from it all. What they really meant to say is I'm broke and I want a big house and I can only get that out in the middle of nowhere in the, in the boonsticks. But that's beside the point. So anyway, uh, so if your radius is big enough and then you you type in, you know, and then you just keep lowering the search price in the MLS of the actives that show up until you get 15 or 20. And what was that ceiling price that got you the 15 or 20 in this case? Uh, 800,000. 
Really? 800,000 you had to go up to to get only 15 or 20? Yeah. I would I would do a bigger search. What was your search radius in miles? 10 miles. Yeah, I'd go to I'd go I'd do 20 and see what you get. Okay. Now you're looking for the least expensive one because remember we're worrying about who do we have to compete with their actives so who does my subject property have to compete with so, so you, you the, would be looking wanna... well hang on the mindset is uh for those listening is um, if if i was to get the subject property for free or the the cheapest comp on the list of the 15 for free uh, which would I rather have for free if the only thing I cared about was future appreciation? So the most important thing would be location, close to Ocala, close to Orlando, close to where the jobs are. I don't think there are any jobs in Ocala, but I could be wrong about that. Okay. So what did you? which one did you come up with? So the first one on the list, um, which is actually closer to downtown Ocala to the historic district um, is one ninety nine nine hundred. Okay, so that's two hundred. How long? How many days has it been on the market? One hundred ninety five days. Let's pick a different one. Okay, but you'd have to go up in days. price to pick a different one. Is that correct? Correct. Just for the listeners. If something's been on the market for 200 days, read the remarks in that one. I'm just curious. I want to hear the remarks. Okay. Uh, attention investors, handyman special, over 2,800 square feet of home with an open floor plan pool located in the city of Ocala. So uh, for, for, uh, for 200 days, no one wants to pay 200 for that, Right. And it may be, and it's not because it's a handyman special. People would overlook that. It's because it, it, it is there anything in the picture? If you look at the picture of the house, does it look like something hideous or? Yeah, it's pretty gross. Okay, well let's let's pick a different one. So you would not rather have that one than yours. If to inherit for free that one or yours, which would you rather inherit for free? If all you cared about was future appreciation. Mine. Okay, so that one's off the list. So, what's the cheapest one that you think you would rather inherit for free, if all if all um, you cared about was future appreciation? This one is three ninety nine nine hundred. It was built in two thousand nineteen. Eighty five days on the market. So three ninety nine is the least expensive one that you would say all things considered, and location is the biggest consideration for appreciation. That's that's the one you'd rather have, correct? Right, and this one's closer to downtown Ocala also. Okay. So three ninety nine been on the market for how long? Eighty five days. Okay. So if a property priced at four hundred has been on the market for eighty five days, then here's what I do know. It is couldn't possibly be true that fair market value and the definition of fair market value is that you would get one showing a day after the initial burst is over consistently. Uh, it, you, at 374.9, 3.75, there's no way you would get it at that price. Somebody would have paid that by now. 
So 350 is where I would make my adjustments from. So the differences that you circled on the, on the printout, and you have to do this on paper, fans, is you circled what were the, what were the differences? Um, square footage. And how many square feet difference? I, I haven't gotten this far yet, so. Um, well, I know yours is is twenty seven nineteen. How many square feet is this one? Yeah. Two eight three six. Two eight three. So that's one hundred square feet. So that's three thousand five hundred dollars in in difference. An appraiser would give you thirty five hundred dollars for that difference in square. And honestly, you might not even be able to notice the difference if it's only a hundred square feet off. You might think the smaller one was bigger just because of the layout. So yours is smaller, so we're subtracting thirty five hundred again from the three fifty, which is our adjusted price on that one because of the days on the market. What are the what's the other differences? How about um, the lot size? So. Yeah, so this is a four-bedroom, three-bath. Mine is only a three-two. So three bedrooms is awfully small on a 2,500-square-foot house. Does, do you have a den or something on yours, office? Uh, no. That's, that's pretty small. It's kind of functionally obsolete. That's unusual because these days, if you're, if you're spending four hundred grand ish Three hundred and fifty thousand, and and you're out in the boomsticks. Uh, they almost don't build three houses. It's like in the nineteen sixties, they quit building two bedroom houses, single family homes. They quit building one bathroom homes in the in the nineteen late nineteen fifties. So this is these days, four bedrooms is kind of a standard thing, or three with an office or a den. So I would give that some value. So the four, the fourth bedroom, that's worth real money. Um, I'm going to say, let's say fifteen grand. And again, this is not an exact science. I'm just thinking, what would I pay cash? I might. I think I'd pay twenty. I think I'd pay twenty grand for that extra bedroom. So we're subtracting twenty grand from the three fifty. Okay, keep going. Other differences. Well, let's do the lot size. So this is a fourth to a half. The lot size is what I'm talking about. Um, hold on. It doesn't have an actual size on the lot. When you said a fourth to a half, what did you? What were you talking about? It says total acreage, a fourth to less than a half. Like I so, have the total area. So maybe they don't list the actual lot size. Is that correct? Yeah. Like two yeah. point some they acres have total or total area, but that doesn't exist. So. Okay. So it doesn't have acreage, 2.3, 1.8, something like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I that, that land is free. Once you get that far out, they're, they're giving it away anyway. So do, do you think you're – do you have any way of knowing that your lot on your subject property is bigger or smaller? It's bigger. Oh, for sure it is bigger. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's give them 10 grand back for that. So I'll add 10 and then any other differences? No. Are they both two level? No, they're both one floor. Okay. Uh, um, parking mine has is the a same? Pool. Mine has a pool. 
Pools are worthless, so don't worry about that. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so then I'm going to take minus 20 plus 10. That's that's uh, minus 10. So minus maybe let's let's round it to minus fifteen thousand from three fifty puts me at three thirty five. So my guess at fair market value, and 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 again I'm saying if it was priced at three thirty five, you'd get one showing a day. But there is no three thirty five in Fearless Agent. There's either three twenty five or three fifty. So my guess is three twenty five. Okay. I'm curious, what did they pay for it in 2007? More than that? Uh, yeah, 400. So this is the benefits for those of you who are thinking of investing in real estate and you want a horrible, horrible investment in real estate, buy in the boonsticks, uh, buy in 2007. That's how you go broke. So it went down from four hundred grand to three twenty-five ish over a quite long period of time. So uh, in seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty, in fifteen years they lost um, seventy-five grand. They grossly overpaid. They paid way over fair market. So it was new in two thousand seven. So here's a little tip: if you want to have a horrible real estate investment, buy a brand new house because it only has new car smell once. You grossly overpay for that and it's always out on the outskirts of town or typically they are. Um, it's got everything going against it as an investment. But but my guess is 325 would get you one showing a day for sure and at 326, my guess is you would not. Do you think I might be right? I think you're right because they want to move – they're moving to an actual town, to the center of town now because they realize that there is wasn't more. And have they already bought a house? Mm-hmm. Daytona Beach. And what year was that house built that they, they're buying? 1965. That's the one you get rich on right there. That's how it's yep. done. So they'll, they'll make up quickly for what they lost on this one. They could make that up at a year in, in Daytona Beach on a 1960s house. So thank God you're getting them there. Yep. Did I answer your question, David? Yeah. Now here's the most important question. Let's say somebody listening was considering doing fearless agent coaching. What would you tell them? That's a no-brainer. He's saying I had no brain. Did you hear that? (laughs) I did, but I could edit it out if you like. Can you? Yeah, Okay. maybe so. Jeez, Um, okay. I I would just tell you this. I have a lot of friends that have done – coaching or, or our coaching students that are not fearless agents. Um, and they've had one conversation with Bob and realized that they're stuck in a contract that they don't want to be in. Um, and it would be cheaper for them to pay off the contract than it would be to stay with. Oh, them. I have many coaching students that are stuck paying another coach. Yeah. That's very common. All right, David Weiss, uh, if you want to refer business to Orlando, Florida, you can do no better than by calling David Weiss at 407-765-9020. That would be toll-free day or night. Am I right, David? Yep. And you used to be a chef. I did. Now, you were part-time, working part-time 
as a full-time chef, part-time in real estate, you were the number one earning agent in your 300-agent company because you had fearless agent coaching. Am I right? Yeah, very true. So uh, anything else? Any other questions you have, David? No, I think I'm good. Well, you can hang in here with me. So what we teach you is the basics. So David has learned the basics. So the the, the basic things that we talk about uh, is you have got to have high-quality conversations, uh, not what they teach you, uh, not, oh, I just sold a house in your neighborhood, I just listed a house in your neighborhood, the ridiculous things that the other coaches teach you. But you ask smarter questions, both in person and face to face, or both face to face in person and on the phone, in order to uh, schedule appointments. You you know that the only two things you ever get paid for are scheduling appointments and getting signatures on contracts, listing contracts, purchase contracts, uh, buyer buyer broker agreements, and. Uh, so when you when you know the exact right words to say in every money making situation, like every fearless agent does, like Dave, David does, you know the correct way to do a CMA, not the way that realtors do it. Um, everything we do is different. You know every every single thing that uh, you know you were, you were at a company that had a. Uh, calling night or something like that and everybody heard you saying completely different words and they were because you were new they were trying to give you advice while you were kicking their butts up and down the street booking you know five listing appointments a week getting a listing a week you didn't need their advice but they were still giving it to you even though they were you know losing so uh the basics the fundamentals of real estate is what do you say when you're face to face? What do you in a listing presentation, a pricing presentation? Uh, if they're an expired, you would give a little expired presentation. If they're a for sale by owner, you would give a for sale by owner presentation. When you're face to face with a buyer, you would give the fearless agent buyer presentation. When you're with an investor, you would give the fearless agent investor presentation. So you're never at a loss for work when you're presenting an offer we we do that differently uh, so there's you know basically six or so presentations that we learn and then you don't have to wonder what you're going to say in any situation and then there's all the things that they say so there's not that many things that sellers say there's dumb things crazy ideas that sellers say and think and do but every fearless agent is prepared for those things. It's reflexive. You know what you're going to do. And um, so, you know, it's like in the restaurant. You were in the restaurant business. So when somebody when somebody sends the food back because they're unhappy with whatever they ordered, might not have anything to do with whether you cooked it wrong. It may just not be what they were expecting. You know how to handle that. You know, you've done that a million times. And the way David handles it is he gets upset and throws knives in the kitchen. That's, no, that's how, I don't. Now he doesn't because he's in real estate. He doesn't have to do that anymore. <laughs> throws hot water in the customer's face. Whatever, you know, however you handle it. But, uh, you know, it's like in sports. When something happens and you're very skillful, you you just know what to do. So I want everybody to have that experience so they don't have to think. So when you don't have to think, 
and you just know what you're going to say. You can see it coming and you know what you're going to say and you pause and let them have their say and then you respond with the magic question that has no wrong answer. You don't, you don't argue with them. You just have a magic question and you say, well, if you knew this, would you still want to do that? And they go, well, no. And then you, you know, so Dave, David knows all the basics and, and how to do that stuff. Then you go to the advanced things like doing the CMA correctly and doing the, the little things like, you know, getting an assistant. Now, Dave is thinking about having a VIP day. So we're going to plug the VIP day, shall we, Dave? Sure. So uh, you will be coming out to spend a whole day with me where we will focus on you and building your business, taking it to the next level. And what I always want people to have is a breakthrough. So, And, and this would be a good exercise for anybody who's listening. So take, take a stack of three-by-five cards. And I don't know if you've already done this, Dave, but take a stack of three-by-five cards and write down uh, what do I want to get great at next. So, you know, Dave – the people that do VIP days, they're already fearless agents. They're already got you know the basics down or they think they do. And then they write down on, on a three-by-five card, what do I want to get great at next? Now, if I was great at that, then what, what would I want to get great at next? And if I was great at that, then what would I want to get great at next? And everybody's different. You know, it could be hiring the assistant. It could be um, getting better at – Going on only uh, present, it could be a prospecting thing, like only going on the presentations that uh, are going to turn into a listing. So, to do forty listings a year at seven percent in any market where you keep four percent, uh, and getting a one-year listing and getting the seller to beg you to underprice the house right off the bat, and every seller has a great experience, and they end up netting way more than they ever thought they would. Um, you you only have to schedule five listing appointments a week to do forty. But you also, like we had another coaching student on the on the line one time on a previous episode where he did one hundred and sixty listings. I think it was one hundred and sixty two, and he also only had to schedule five a week. He just no one ever cancels, and he gets everyone he goes on pretty much. So um, to get there, you know, you have to learn new stuff. So. You know, Dave is going to write down those things on a three by five card, and then when he comes out here, first we're going to go to Randy's for breakfast. You know, I just came from Randy's, and he he get, he'll get to eat with my crew, and then uh, and then we will go to the hotel and work on a bunch of stuff, and then uh, then we'll go to lunch, then we'll go back to the hotel and work on a bunch of stuff, and then uh, we'll have dinner, and in one day, my goal is that David would have a breakthrough. And all of a sudden, like, oh, to do that next thing, the big thing, it's going to be that much easier. But if we spend a whole day focused on – on, and then allow me to maybe have an opinion on reprioritizing those three-by-five card things that you want to get great at next. So, uh, And we don't have to do it my way, but you, I would just want you to allow me to have an opinion. So, uh, David, any other things you'd like to share? No. I think I'm all set. Now, if any of the stuff we talk about here at the 
Fearless Agent podcast makes sense to you, tuning in, and you're open to the idea of having some help like Dave was, if you'd like to learn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That's my cell phone. Uh, David, by the way, was recommended by another coaching student. We had a uh, brief conversation. He was brand new in real estate. I believe that was in January. Isn't that right? Yep. And then uh, he's doing fantastically. But if you'd like to have that kind of an experience, uh, call me anytime. Don't email me. Don't text me. Do what David did. He picked up the phone and he called me at 480-385-8810. If you're a real estate company owner and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were and you are open to the idea of having some help with that, you can call me about that as well. You can also go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com to watch my recruiting video there. Uh, If you're an agent, go to fearlessagent.com. Watch all the videos on the website. Take our free test drive, drive, and I guarantee you that would be better coaching for free than you would spend on any other coaching available in America to realtors. So that's my guarantee. So... Uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Thank you again, David. I had fun. Thank you. you. Of course. And please do visit us again at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly, 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on whatever platform you're on. And until next week, do the three things that Dave and I always do. We always have fun. He stays humble now that he's got all these amazing skills. And as always, be fearless. Thanks, Cam. Oh.